The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern North Carolina's longest sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, The Gavigan Agency, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Tap Tap and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into our show. We've got over 100 high school basketball wins coming up in the next hour. We're going to revisit some of the seasons some of our coaches had that came to an end on Saturday. And a couple of our coaches are headed to the fourth round of the state high school basketball playoffs. The regionals are set for this coming Saturday, so we'll talk about that as well. We're talking high school basketball, high school hoops. Our lineup runs down like this. Robert Duck at South Central. He's the girls coach there. They had a great season at 20-5. and Rob Maloney at D.H. Conley, the boys coach there. We're going to talk with him, talk with Chris Cherry, the fine coach at South Central for their boys. And then Larry Williford and Perry Tindall. Williford for Farmville Central, Tindall for Kenston, and they could be headed for a regional showdown. But we'll talk about that later on in the back half hour. This is the Brian Bailey Show, kicking off your sports week on this Monday. We're back with more after this. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Holt Naylor's for my friends at ArcPoint Labs. Just as I trust my teammates, you can trust ArcPoint Labs to give you quick and accurate results for all your laboratory testing needs. If you are in need of COVID testing for your return to school, work, or for travel, ArcPoint Labs is offering same-day PCR and antigen testing with little to no wait time. Please visit any of the six Eastern North Carolina ArcPoint Labs locations or make an appointment now at onehourcovidresults.com. Go Pirates! East Coast Grading and Utilities is your source for clearing, hauling dirt, and concrete work. East Coast Grading and Utilities handles all sewer and water issues as well. I'm David Bone. Whether putting in a new subdivision or helping you with any and all of your drainage problems, I can get the job done. Call me at 531-7494. No job is too big or too small. East Coast Grading and Utilities. Friends helping friends. 531-7494. For East Coast Grading and Utilities. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier American-style restaurant and bourbon bar. Join us at the Rick House for mouth-watering steaks and made-from-scratch pastas. Check out the 16-ounce cowboy steak or the seafood delight pasta. Join us for our legendary brunch on Sundays from 10 to 2. The Rick House can feed your larger crowds with off-site catering and room for 125 in our adjacent banquet hall. The Rick House, American Provisions and Spirits, 710 Red Banks Road, beside the bowling alley in Greenville. This is John Gavigan with the Gavigan Agency. Our top priority is doing what is best for our members. Whether you are buying a new vehicle, a new home, protecting your family with life insurance, or filing a claim, our agency will be there every step of the way. Our goal is to become a trusted advisor for you and your family for all of your personal and commercial insurance needs. Give us a call in Greenville at 756-1400 for a car, home, business, or life insurance quote today. And give us the opportunity to show you the benefits of doing business with someone. Someone who cares. 
Seared Chop House is Greenville's only true chop house. We're open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Seared combines a remarkable menu with an unrivaled atmosphere. Lunch or dinner at Seared is a quality driven experience where we highlight a thoughtful approach to locally sourced ingredients and hearty flavor rich cuisine. We're firing up the grill at Seared, Greenville's only true chop house located on Fire Tower Road at Bell's Fork. Come see us at Seared for lunch or dinner seven days a week. This is Brian Bailey, host of the Brian Bailey Show, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday as we talk high school basketball tonight. Several teams fell in the third round. Others had a chance to get another win. They advanced to the fourth round on our way to the regionals and, of course, the state finals coming up a week from this Saturday. We tip off our show with Robert Duck. He's the head basketball coach at South Central for the girls. They had an outstanding season at 20-5. and five. And Coach Duck is also the golf coach, and he's got a golf meeting to go to very shortly. So we'll hold him just for a few minutes. But, Coach, first of all, congratulations on an outstanding season. I know it came to an end in disappointing fashion, but you had, had just a, a wonderful year, didn't you? Brian, I appreciate you having, having me on today. Uh, yeah, we had a good year. Uh, I was proud of the girls. I was excited to uh, work with them every day. Uh, they came in with great attitudes and uh, hard-working mentality, and uh, good things take place when uh, you, you work really hard sometimes. You know, one of the things I really enjoy about what I do for a living is, is you know, when we go to a game and, and we've got the camera and we're trying to create, you know, the game story with video. And so I was in your huddle the other night, and it was E.E. E. Smith and South Central, and you guys were in a close game. It, I got there midway through the third, so it started the fourth quarter, and you told the girls, you said, look, we got to get three stops. we got to get three stops in a row, and if you give me three stops, we'll win this basketball game. And so I took that in the back of my head and started shooting. Shooting, you know, the start of the fourth quarter, and then you guys get a bucket and you get a stop. And I said, "Well, there's the first one, and then there's the second one, and then there's the third one." And pretty much that was the ball game, wasn't it? Uh, it definitely was. Uh, we pride ourselves on the defensive end of the floor, uh, and good things happen when you play hard on the defensive end of the floor. And we got those two stops, and uh, she had to call a timeout because the game was getting a little bit away from them uh, late in the game. And then we came out of that timeout, and I, I challenged them again to get two more stops, and. Uh, at defensive end of the floor, when you take pride in defensive end of the floor, I think good things happen, especially in girls' basketball, because sometimes that's your best offense. Yeah, that's what my next question was going to be. How hard is it sometimes, not only girls, but guys as well, you know, to buy into defensive basketball? Because everybody wants to shoot, everybody wants to hit the three, you know, they, they want to score 20, 25 points a game. But defense wins championships. How hard is it to get girls to buy into defense? Well, when you're in a fortunate enough situation as we are in South Central with the town and a group of girls, um, that bench solves a lot of problems. So if, if they want to play, they understand that they have to play defense. That's a non-negotiable. And uh, once they figure out they got to play defense to play, uh, they start to buy in and, and try to learn how to and try to figure out uh, different ways to get on the floor because uh, at the end of the day, all these athletes want to play. Um, so And there's a lot of talented athletes out there, so, but – the ones that play defense are the ones that are going to get the opportunity to play often and early, especially here at South Central High School. Take us through the Rocky Mount game a little bit. What were, was the, the difference in that game? What were the Griffons able to do to, to get past South Central? Well, uh, they, they were tough. Uh, they, were, they were physical, especially on the defensive end of the floor. 
uh, that two o'clock start time, um, maybe got to us a little bit because we started very slow. Uh, I didn't think we were, I didn't, I didn't think our antennas were up. I didn't think that, um, we were locked in early on the play and we ended up getting down 17 to five in the first quarter. And, and you're your third round, you're on the road in a hostile environment. Um, and the third round and down 17 to five, it's challenging to come back, uh, from a deficit like that. And, we we stuck with it. Uh, we got a little bit better as the game went on. We ended up winning the last three quarters, but uh, it wasn't enough to um, to win the, the basketball game, obviously. Um, but we we had a chance. I mean, we were we were down six with three minutes left to go in the game in the fourth quarter, and we just we we were out without our point guard. She went out with the injury in the um, early fourth quarter, um, and 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 things just didn't fall our way. Um, but give credit to Rocky Mount. Uh, they were they were tough. Uh, they were tough defensively that night. Uh, they made it hard for us. Um, but that's where you got to do your work early in the season because I think we we let a couple games go uh, before Christmas that we should have won. And if we win those games, I think we get to play at home. When we play at home, as you know, Brian, that and that Falcons nest, it can get rowdy in that in that gym. And if we play at home, I think we're ready to play and we start a little bit faster. And at that point in time, I feel like it would be a different outcome as well. And that's one thing I, I credit uh, South Central. I credit Conley uh, because they have you know, Farmville Central as well. They have great guys teams and girls teams, and the crowd comes for the girls as well. I mean, as you said, it gets rowdy in there, but it's not like the crowd just kind of shows up for the guys game and happens to watch the end of the girls game. They're there for the girls game as well. That's because you guys put on a good show. Uh, I, I believe so, and I give credit to them, and we try to do things for that community for sport and that uh, student uh, support, and it, it's unbelievable when you have uh, – we had three-fourths of that section filled up at the beginning of a game, and they're on their feet, and they're, they're yelling, and they're screaming. It makes a difference, I mean, because there's not a lot of atmospheres that uh, these high school girls play in um, at, at this level, and, and when they get into an atmosphere like that, it can – it can rattle you a little bit. I think it, it had an effect on E.E. Smith at times. Before we let you go, talk about your Kayla combination. You've got Kayla Friend, Kayla Smith, uh, two outstanding players. Oh man, they're 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 great. They're great people first, uh, and that, that's that's what I'm most proud of because they're they are really good young ladies. Uh, I've had the opportunity to coach them uh, both since they were freshmen here at South Central, and the, uh, Kayla Friend has been a four year starter and. Kayla Smith has been a three-year starter here at South Central. Uh, we're going to miss them tremendously as, as, as they graduate this year. Um, but both of them are going to have opportunities to go on and, and play basketball at the next level if they want to and, and, and help pay for that education. So uh, that's a blessing. Uh, that's a blessing for them and their family. All right, Coach, I know you got some uh, duties in golf coming up. you got that meeting to get to, so we certainly appreciate your time. Uh, congratulations on an outstanding basketball season, and get a couple of birdies with that team of yours today. Uh, we're going to try, Brian. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate all the support. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. Robert Duck, the head basketball coach for the South Central Ladies. Uh, now we go to D.H. Conley, another outstanding team that fell in the third round with the Conley Vikings. And Conley really had just uh, the battles with South Central and sharing the big Carolina 3A, 4A championship. Rob Maloney now joins us to talk a little bit about his ball club. Coach, I know you're disappointed, but when you look back at this season, it's got to be very rewarding. Oh, yeah, Brian. First of all, thanks for having me today. And, um you know, it's, it's always great to be be on and being able to talk and share great things going on at our school and 
but yeah, what a wonderful season we had this year. We came up on the short end against a very good Cleveland team and uh nothing to be embarrassed about. Cleveland's what, twenty nine and one and their only only loss is to Conley. We played them back in December and uh were able to win a very tight game there and uh again Saturday night we play them at Conley and what a wonderful atmosphere we had and uh we were up nine at halftime and uh just Second half ran out of a little bit of steam. Cleveland's a very deep team, and uh, a couple of breaks went their way and ended up losing by nine. But, again, nothing to be ashamed of and just uh, a wonderful season and a great tribute. We're, we're only losing two seniors this year in Deontay Joseph and, and Trey Clemens, and, uh, but a great tribute to their leadership and their loyalty to our program over the last four years. Enjoyed watching you guys play all year long, and and really, you know, when you play a team like a South Central, and you kind of get thumped the first time when you're playing in you know two games within a week, and it's basically for the championship, and then to come back and rally and, and to get that victory and share the championship, I mean, that's got to mean a lot to you. Oh, it does, and and it it says an awful lot about the character of the kids we have in that locker room. Um, you know, anytime you, you talk about a South Central team, Chris Cherry is just uh, first one of my best friends in coaching, and uh, secondly, just does an, an awesome job with with what he does, and his especially his defensive approach is just amazing. And they do such a good job of rattling your cage uh, on, on any team. And when we went over to South Central and they and they beat the brakes off of us. Uh, we, we really did not do a good job of keeping our composure. We, I felt like we had a good game plan going in, but you, you step away from that. And then when you get to, to watch video and, and, you know, seeing is believing and when the kids can answer the questions for you and say, well, what are we doing in this situation? Instead of, you know, myself or, or Coach Lebo pointing our fingers, we're letting them tell us. And, uh, they had all the right answers. It was just a matter of getting in that environment and handling the situation with poise and confidence and, doing, you know, carrying out that game plan. And that's, that was the big difference in that second game. Were you surprised when you looked up that South Central fell in the third round as well? I, I, I was. Uh, I was. Again, I, I, obviously I hold them in high regard and great respect. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, anytime you play a Rocky Mount team, uh, you know, athleticism is – I would love to have been there because uh, Rocky Mount year in, year out is so athletic, very similar to South Central and Mike Ganey. Uh, you know, Mike Ganey has done a wonderful job his entire career at Rocky Mount Senior. So, um, can't say I was surprised, but I, I did think South Central was a team that would probably go a little bit, you know, deeper than they did. With your ball club, you said you had two seniors, so you got to really be excited about next year. Yes, uh, and, and, and do not get me wrong, they both were starters and played big roles on this team. Deontay Joseph was a combination guard in fact they both were they, at any point you could have seen trey or deontay run into point guard position and the other one would just fall into the the wing or shooting position for us and uh so don't get me wrong it's gonna be hard to you know fill those positions but at the same time we have a lot of building blocks coming back you know you, you talk about an isaiah crumpler uh which you know all of our pirate fate for very familiar with the crumpler name and anytime you have a crumpler on your roster you've got a chance even if you're playing cards that's right but you, you, <laughs> you bring isaiah crumpler back who was just a tremendous defender and a tremendous leader for us uh, cooper markham uh who's coming back as well and i and also talk about these kids because they're all multi-sport athletes and uh that's something you don't see a whole lot of anymore and, and i'm really proud of it kindly we have a, a large number of multi-sport athletes that you know, it, it's old school. And uh, so 
we're very excited about the, the, the near future. And, you know, you talk about multi-sport athletes. The only way you can have multi-sport athletes is to have coaches that cooperate with one another. I know you guys have, have some, you know, great cooperation going on, football, basketball, baseball, with, with, with coaches that have been there for so long and are just generally good people. Yeah, well, and, and you're right. I mean, we haven't had a lot of turnover through the years at Conlon, and, and that, that goes a long way with our overall success. And, you know, Nate Connor and Jason Mills, myself, we all – we all work well together. We all want to see each other succeed. And, and you know, the old old school mentality, there are things that kids will learn on that football field that I, I might not be able to teach on, on the court. And the same could be said for the other way. I, I'll give you a very good example of this. is uh, You take Bryce Weaver, who is one of Conley's top offensive linemen, obviously, and Bryce has now uh, got an offer from East Carolina in football. And I think Bryce has really made great strides, and I can't wait to see him in the fall as an offensive lineman just because of what he's learned in basketball, the footwork and the constant speed of the game. I think that's going to make him a deadly offensive lineman uh, for Coach Connor in the fall. So, yeah, yeah, we're very lucky to have have a coaching staff that really cares and, and really wants to see each other succeed. And, of course, when you're the AD and you're the boss, you can tell them what to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I don't do it. I don't do it. Just try to, like you said, try to all be team members and help each other out. Conley, Conley is, is an interesting place because we are the only real traditional high school in Pitt County now. Uh, we, we're the one lone school that doesn't benefit from any kind of open enrollment. So what you have is what you're going to get. And so, you know, like the old school approach, you really have to share your athletes. You really do, and that's that's interesting you say that because, you know, so many times, uh, you know, that you see different things and kids can bounce around, and you know that just doesn't happen now at Conley the way the thing's set up, and that's that's a disadvantage in some ways, but it's almost like an advantage in some ways too, isn't it? I, I think so. I think so, and you know, and and, and you're kind of going into com- well, one of my statements I made after our game uh, against Cleveland Saturday night, and I thank our seniors for their for their. Uh, unbelievable loyalty to our program in a time where kids bounce around like popcorn kernels in a cooker um you know these kids remain confident they remain loyal to your program and to your school and it, and it really creates a, a a community feel and uh and I, I love it i'm very thankful of it um i hate that we're we're in a, a day and time where kids bounce around like there's a transfer portal in high school and, and i'm not saying that about pitt county i'm just saying that in the overall general sense statewide and, and, and nationwide. Um, there's something to be said. There are a lot of life lessons learned when you have to just, you know, instead of flying when things go wrong, but sitting in there working hard and look, working for a greater goal than it's just your individual goal uh, goes a long way into adulthood. Well, one of your uh, great athletes uh, was going to play for you this year. Decided not to. She was in a play, but uh, she said she would come back next year. But she's graduating, so you're going to lose out on Bella's talents. But she still says she could start for you. So, well, I use her on the wing. I have no doubt, <laughs> and I see her speed in the hallway, so I could definitely. Take <laughs> I'm sure you see that speed <laughs> when she's not supposed to be running. All right, Rob, we'll let you go. Thanks so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. Congratulations on an outstanding season. Hate that you lost, but uh, I think you look back at this one as a championship year in the Big Carolina 3A4A, and you had lots to be proud of. Well, I appreciate it, Brian, and I, I thank you again for the name, the Big Carolina for it. <laughs> great job. Yeah, we got to figure out somebody. Somebody told Troy that he didn't like it, and the only one Troy knows is you and 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 Coach Connor. So I think Coach Connor may not like that name, but we, I'm still trying to figure it out. 
I, I think you deserve right, naming rights on it. So. I think so. The Big Carolina 384. And it's, it's proven to be like that. Football season was incredible in that conference. And I think basketball this year, the, the Jacksonville team struggled a little bit, but, you know, and Havelock a little bit. But if, if they can get, you know, things turned around. But in football, man, I'm telling you, Nate Connor and those guys, every night they look up, man. That's a, that's a playoff type game. And our and our basketball league is is very sneaky good though, and yeah. I don't think it got the credit it deserves statewide. Uh, I talked with First Flight before they played Jacksonville. They were just curious. They just texted me like, "What do you think?" And I said, "Get ready," because Jacksonville's they're a very tough, well coached team, and have locks the same way. And sometimes, you know, your football program goes late in the season, so you don't know what your team looks like until January. And uh, both of those coaches did an absolute great job down there. So I think the future in this league will be very bright in basketball. Yeah, I saw Jacksonville uh, late in the season, and they were they were tough. That was a tough out, uh, most certainly. All right, Rob, thanks so much. We're going to take a commercial break right now on the Brian Bailey Show. Coming up next, Chris Cherry from South Central. Later on, Larry Williford and Perry Tendall. Williford from Farmville Central, Tendall from Kinston. Back with more of the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday after this. This is Jeff Charles, and this is a Pirate Radio Sports Break, presented by Ron Ayers Motorsports, Highway 11 north of the airport in Greenville. Cliff Godwin's Pirates last night shut out North Carolina 5-0, salvaging the third game of the series. ECU is now 2-5. The Pirates are at Duke tomorrow afternoon at 4 at Durham Athletic Park. Joe Dooley's Pirates don't play again until Saturday afternoon at Wichita State. ECU beat Tulsa for the second time this year on Saturday, 64-59. Sophomore guard Tristan Newton had 27 points to lead ECU. The Pirates have clinched a winning regular season at 15 and 13. Wichita lost at Memphis yesterday 81 to 57. The former Virginia Tech Hokie Landers Nolly had 22 for Memphis. In other AAC action, number 14 Houston 75 SMU 61. Greenville's Josh Carlton 19 points and 8 rebounds for the Cougars. Temple beat Tulane 75 to 70. Kinston's Damian Dunn had 19 points for the Owls. This has been a Pirate Radio Sports Break. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. Hey, this is Troy D., proud ECU grad from the class of 94. And if you know me, you know I love the 90s here at ECU. It was some of our glory days, including bowl games, the Peach Bowl, and even a March Madness appearance. Relive those days with my friends from Tailgate Classics. Tailgate Classics is a cool retro store with all types of merchandise, including the 90s ECU vintage tees and hats. Check out Tailgate Classics in person, 304 Evans Street, or online at shoptailgateclassics.com. Tailgate Classics, bringing back the throwbacks. The icy treat that can't be beat is Sparky Snowballs. From big kids to little kids, Sparky Snowballs has been making smiles happen for over 20 years. If you're not in the mood to chill out with a snowball, Sparky's funnel cakes and fried Oreos are a perfect Sparky-licious treat every time. Are you having an event, party, or fundraiser? Call Sparky's to come on site. Remember to follow Sparky's on Facebook or visit SparkySnowballs.com to see where they'll be next. 
Although innovative new resources such as digital media and social networks have grown in popularity, smart marketers recognize that printing is a mainstay. We live in an age of computer hacking, scams, and fly-by-night businesses, so it's reassuring to consumers when they receive printed marketing pieces. It exemplifies business confidence and conveys a high level of commitment. It also fosters trust, which leads to engagement and ultimately brand loyalty. When you're ready to grow your business, come to PIP, where business goes to grow. Pirate Radio! Pirate Radio. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Congratulations to Pirate Baseball. East Carolina with the big 5 nothing win last night over North Carolina. The Pirates dropped the first two games to the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill and came back on a cold, wet night last night. And those fans that braved the elements last night, uh, they deserve a lot of credit as well. But East Carolina comes up with the victory. Uh, off to a little bit of a slow start, obviously. Not the start Cliff Godwin would have wanted, but uh, plenty of baseball to go. Duke next up for East Carolina on the road, and then East Carolina back for the LeClaire Classic coming up. So a uh, uh, big time for East Carolina Pirate Baseball. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And if you're undefeated right now, it doesn't mean anything if you don't win down the road. So uh, Pirate Baseball set for a big weekend coming up as well. Again, Duke coming up tomorrow. All right, we continue talking high school basketball today on the Brian Bay. Daily show next up one of the best coaches around for years and years is Chris Cherry the head coach at South Central his Falcons lost at Rocky Mount or to Rocky Mount at home the other night 66-48 to bow out of the playoffs but coach I know when you look back at this season like I just talked to Rob Maloney you'll have lots of pleasant thoughts about this year won't you uh no question um especially after not having fans last year you know to have fans back in the in the gym um was a was a welcome was a welcome change you know, when you look at, at the game against Rocky Mount the other day I, and doing some research on it, you guys were down four to start the fourth quarter. What happened in that fourth quarter? How did Rocky Mount get get uh, such a lead on you guys? Uh, we actually got it to one a couple possessions, and we we just we just couldn't throw it in the ocean from three. You know, we were one one for nineteen from three. Um, they had a quick five zip run, and then get another fourth, and then you know, play out situation, you get a little tight. We had to start gambling a little bit, and they got some bust out, um, bust out layups. But you know, take nothing away from them. Rocket Mountain has a really good team, and um, we wish them nothing but the best. How'd you like the Big Carolina 3A 4A this year? Because you guys put a whipping on Conley late in the season, and then Conley came back and and won the second time. So you guys split the regular season championship. But as we were talking with Rob about it, you know, the the teams in that conference, and he said they were sneaky good at times. Oh yes, you know it was, a, it was a welcome change um, from the conference we've been in the previous eight years. Um, you know we had some good teams, some good players. Uh, really couldn't get a rhythm. You know we had, we had a bunch of rescheduled games late in the year, but you know all in all it was a success. How hard is it when you're trying to, to play a season and you've got the, the the mass situation and you're trying to practice and then you get a couple of cancellations and how frustrating was that sometimes? Man, these, these these last two years, man, they probably added five years to me. Um, but you know, you you got you know as we got towards the end of the year, you got really able to just concentrate on basketball, and you know, you know, like I always say, you never know what you miss, man, till it's gone. And so we were just 
glad to be able to get back on the floor and then, you know, progress to not, not having to wear the mask. And so, you know, hopefully things get better in the future. Yeah, I think we all do. And I think it's like we see signs of improvement and then something else will happen, but hopefully we're on the back end of all of that. How about your ball club for next year? What have you got coming back? I will graduate six, six seniors. Um, really excited about, uh, our young kids. We had four, four sophomores up, um, got a couple of juniors coming back and we have a very, very, really strong junior varsity basketball team. So, uh, we, we're excited to get back into it in about three or four weeks. How hard is it when you're building a program like you guys do there? I mean, it's it's obviously it's what you have to do to get you know to have success in a program. But but you know how early on do you see some of these kids play? Do you see them in middle school and and, and bring them up from there? Oh yeah, you got you got to put your eyes on them early. Um, get you know get a look at them. Of course, then you hear you know who's coming, who's not, and so you just try to watch them as much as possible. Try to get them in the gym, you know, as soon as you can. Once you know they they hit that um the uh, the summer of their eighth grade year, coming to becoming a freshman, you know, you got to get them in the gym as soon as you can and get to work with them. Chris Cherry, head coach at South Central, his Falcons bow out of the playoffs this past weekend. When you when you look at Rocky Mount, do they have a chance to go all the way? Uh, like I tell it, like I tell everybody every year, you know, you don't have the best, you don't have to be the best team, you just got to be the hot team. And, you know, they're playing really well right now. They have really good size inside. Um, it'll be an interesting matchup with them at 71st tomorrow night. Uh, 71st has good size inside, too. So, um, like I said, that, that, that'll be a really good contest. How much fun was it for you, Coach, to have home games this year at South Central with the crowds that you guys were able to, to bring in? The band was out there. And uh, it really was a festive night when the Falcons were playing at home at the Falcons' nest. Yeah, man, we, we, we really missed it last year. Like I said, you don't know how much of an influence and impact it has on the game until you're in there with only 25 people, you know. And so it was just great to have them back. You know, our, our fan base is rabid. Um, our band is great. Our students are great. And our community is great. And so we were just glad that they were able to come back. When you look at the future for South Central, you said you have all the seniors, but, but you sound like you really like what you've got coming back. Oh yeah, we're you know we're we're excited. You know we we like to say you know tradition doesn't graduate. You know and when you when you when you can have a twenty and four season, split a conference championship, and people still gather down, you you know you built something special. There you go. That's Chris Cherry, the head basketball coach at South Central. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it, and uh, best of luck in the future. But we certainly enjoyed watching your team play this year. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having. Me. That is Chris Cherry, the head coach at South Central, joining us. Right now, we'd like to move on to Farmville Central, the Jaguars, the back-to-back-to-back defending state champs, and they are right in the right in the wheelhouse right now to maybe win another one. Larry Williford joins us now. His Farmville Central Jaguars set to play in the fourth round coming up on Tuesday night, and then perhaps the regionals if they can get by on Tuesday. But, Coach, first of all, 25-3 and three on the year. Got to be very pleased right now. Yeah, we're just happy to still be playing, Brian. You know, when, when you look at, at the matchups you've had so far in the playoffs, you, you know, when, you, when you're playing teams that you don't see every day, you really haven't had a scare yet. But uh, what do you think about it? Do you, do you get a lot of tape, and, and, and do, you, do you study it all, or is it more about Farmville Central? No, I think for us, the, the playoffs are about your opponent. Um, I mean, we are who we are. Um, 
we're not going to deviate from what we've done up to this point as far as Farmall Central basketball. So a lot of emphasis is placed on the opponent, uh, a lot more detail in the scouting reports. And, you, and we try to build it up as the year goes on so it's not like, you know, catching guys off guard the first playoff game. So there, there was a build up to it. Uh, but here all the emphasis is put on the opponent once we get in the playoffs. You know, one of the great runs last year was uh, the underdogs from Farmville Central going on the road all those games. Just because the seeding was such a the wacky way they did it last year, and you guys did have to go on the road a bunch. But how much fun was that for you last year when you went on the road and won all those games? Well, I think the guys embraced it. They never one time complained about where we got seeded. Uh, control what you can control, and that's hard to do for, for teenagers. But uh, they bought into it. And they embraced it. All right, what do you know about St. Paul's? Very good, very well coached. Uh, guy was an assistant at, you know, a couple of different Division two colleges, Fayetteville State and UNC Pembroke, so he definitely knows what's going on. Um, actually recruited some of our guys back from the 2016 state championship team um, to go. You know, he was in several of our playoff games there as a, as a college assistant coming to recruit. Good guard play. Uh, have a six, they have a six eight kid, slender. Uh, some some stuff we haven't seen recently. Uh, you know, when we played in the John Wall. You get to see a little bit of everything as far as height, talent, so to speak. Uh, but it's been a while since we've seen a six eight. Uh, just looking forward to getting after it tomorrow night. All right, it's Farmville Central and St. Paul's coming up tomorrow night as the uh, Jaguars get set to host a fourth-round matchup. And then a win there sends you to the regionals. Now, uh, I texted you earlier this morning because in doing homework for this show, I cannot find any information at all about the regional finals. You know, who's hosting and what's going to happen. So I sent you and a couple of other coaches texts, and and I got, you know, we're not sure, uh, maybe, you know, the higher seed. You said you were expecting an email. Have you gotten that email yet? Then what's the latest? No, we have not. Uh, as of right now, the last thing that I was told, you know, several weeks ago was that the higher seed would host. But I've been told that the high school athletic association, they have a set attendance number that your gym has to hold. And if your gym does not meet that threshold, then they have to move the gym to a larger venue. Uh, I mean, the game to a larger venue. So I don't think the state was, from what I was told, was was going to be happy about some teams being able to host and then other teams having to play at a neutral site. So I think they were going to make everyone play at a neutral site. Um, I think COVID's kind of wrecked havoc on some of the contracts that they normally had in place with, with places like Fayetteville and ECU. Um, but, you know, Brian, I'll be honest with you, we'll play it wherever they tell us to play it. Uh, that, that's something that we can't control, and I'm going to stick with my motto of control what we can control. And the only thing I pretty much sometimes have control of is formal central basketball. So basically what you're saying, it doesn't sound like Farmville Central can host because of the uh, attendance, uh, you know, how much the, the gym can hold. Would they move it to somewhere like a Rose High for for the gym, or are you thinking that maybe they're trying to get East Carolina back involved and Fayetteville back involved? No, I think it would be a high school site. Actually, our gym does meet the criteria. It's that they – I don't think they like the look that would be if, you know, Brian's team – had you know a gym just a similar similar size of Green Central, and they were you know they were to hire C and they would move them to a different gym so it'd be uh they could have more fans but 
Marvel Central, if they were to win, was it would be able to host gotcha. the, the games. I think they wanted to be uh, fair across the board. Yeah, and that's going to be difficult at this late date. I mean, I would think that if you're trying to find a neutral site for everybody to play at within a week, it's kind of one of those things. Has this thing been on the calendar for a long time? Well, with me saying that, <laughs> enough to win, you might Wednesday they might come out and say we're having enough formal. So I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny. That whoever wins t- tomorrow night will have to play somewhere Saturday. That's right. It'll be somewhere on Saturday. We're just not quite sure where it will be. Larry Williford, the fine coach at Farmville Central. Does it ever get old for you guys? I mean, when you start the playoffs, it's kind of like it's old hat, you know, for your Jaguars. And the expectations I know for you are, hey, you know, we want to win the state championship. And I don't know if it would be devastating if you don't, but obviously everybody takes, you know, puts their uniform on thinking, okay, we got to win this round to advance to the next round, to advance to the regional finals, to advance to the state championship and win another state title. We want to put, you know, especially the young kids, hey, we know what it's like. We want to put our name on that banner. Yes, I would say that that's. The case here at Farmville Central is that, you know, the standard has been set, and I told our guys the other night, is that, you know, you, what you can do is you can raise the standard. You know, let, let, let's not fall below it. Um, let's try to raise the standard, and, and that's kind of been what we've talked about each round of the playoffs, and, you know, knowing that you can't get to step three or four without getting to step one or two, and, and you know, each round is, is the most important game. And I think our guys have I've played really well. I've been very impressed with, you know, our defensive intensity. And every year our teams have had, you know, something's been a little different about them. This year I think this is our best defensive team we've had since I've been here. And, and we've got some really good defensive teams, but I just think that might not be the best offensive team I've had. But I think this is the best defensive togetherness we've had is, is the way to beat Farmville Central to get them in a half court game and try to you know try not to turn the ball over and to try to force Farmville Central to, to have to run an offense to score I don't think so um, I'll be honest with you our practices are brutal you know they're, they're, they're competition based uh, we, we do a lot of that you know a lot of our you know, our second team beats our first team a lot here in our, in our practices. So I think we're pretty – I would hope that we're pretty well-versed on about any way anyone can play us because we've seen a lot. And a lot also goes back to who you play in the summer and who you try to schedule in your non-conference. You know, do you do you take the road less traveled and play someone who, who could possibly beat you? And that's what we try to do in the summer. You know, we lost this summer to New Hanover. Um, we went – 13 and 1 this summer when we lost to New Hanover in the finals of the final four of the ECI, which is a great summer basketball tournament in Jacksonville. Um, and then, you know, who we, who you scrimmage, you know, I like to go on the road. We, we haven't scrimmaged here in probably 15 years. Um, our last scrimmage was against the number one ranked 4A team in the state until they got beat the other night, which was New Hanover. We did a two hour closed scrimmage and it was war. I mean, I hate, you don't want to use the word war now with what's going on, but it, it was, it was very intense is what we needed, I think. And really, when you look at the John Wall, you had some losses this year, but you didn't get into the John Wall with a healthy bunch. I mean, you were struggling with some injuries, and that kind of pays dividends later on, doesn't it? Yeah, we we lost three guys in one game. 
you know, the second day of the John Wall, and two of those were for an extensive amount of time. We had a kid break a nose and another kid fracture a foot. So a lot of young guys got thrust into the uh, playing time and in the starting role, and they're, everything changing for them. And our next game was Archbishop. Spalding out of Maryland, which is a perennial powerhouse, and they actually absolutely smacked us. But uh, after that, I thought those guys, we got better and better every day in practice. And uh, I like what we have now as far as depth because those guys have played meaningful minutes. All right, a Farmville Central win and a Kinston win would put the Jaguars up against the Vikings. You guys beat Kinston earlier this year. Uh, do the guys kind of look at that and say, hey, that these are the two best teams in Eastern North Carolina and they need to play again? I'll be honest with you. Our, our focus has been on uh, each round. You know, the other night it was East Carteret. Um, they had really good guards, and we knew, we knew they were going to be playing with a lot of emotion because of everything that's happened down east. And then tonight, you know, I mean, tomorrow night our, our focus is on St. Paul's and, you know, film work and walkthroughs and just being as prepared as possible for what they can expect. So there's been no word of Kinston or Burlington Cummins come out of my mouth or any of our assistant coaches' mouths. Hey, Kinston taking on an undefeated Burlington Cummings ball club, and we'll talk with Perry Tindall from Kinston coming up in just a few minutes. The one black eye on the schedule this year has been some of the fighting in the stands. What can we do to get everybody on the same page that, that we can't have that because the kids deserve better than that? What, what, what can we do as, as a, what can I do as a sportscaster? What can we do as a community? You know, what, what can you do as coaches and athletic directors? I mean, nobody wants that, but, but how do we, how do we get around that? People got to be better. Just got to be better people. I will say that coming out of the pandemic, across the board, that there's been a lack of respect among just just adults in general uh, that I've noticed. Uh, you know, I've seen it in the school system. I've seen it traveling to places to play. Um, you know, we've kind of taken a black eye on the social media aspect as far as you know. There's fights at Farmer Central's games, but they haven't involved anybody from Farmer Central. Uh, you know, and, and and it's the kids that get hurt. You know, when that fight took place at Kinston, you know, we were back there in the same space as, as Kinston's players and our players, and they just want to play. Right. Right. You know, we want to play. And, that, and that's the encouraging part is, is that, you know, as bad as, as I know Coach Tyndall and Kinston wants to beat Farmville Central, as bad as you guys want to beat them, you guys are all grouped up together in a spot trying to get the game played in that, that instance. I mean, it's – and we haven't heard of anything with any players, you know, doing anything. It's been just in the stands. And as you said, we just got to be better. I mean, everybody wants their team to win. But uh, and I think it's part of society right now. But somehow we got to get through it, don't we? Yeah, it's like people were cooped up for that year and a half, and then they come out and they they, they go and start crazy. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, coach. Well, look, best of luck uh, to Farmville Central against St. Paul's coming up. Can't wait to to see that one in the fourth round, and then wherever you guys end up playing on Saturday, if you win against St. Paul's, we'll certainly look forward to that. But always enjoy our conversations, and uh, good luck the rest of the way in these playoffs. Larry Williford from Farmville Central. Thank you, Brian. All right. Appreciate it. That's Coach Williford from the Jaguars. We'll take another commercial break right now. We'll come back. Perry Tindall, the head coach of those Kinston Vikings. They're the number two seed in the 2A East bracket. They could play Farmville Central with a win, but they've got a tough one coming up with an undefeated Cummings team coming to town. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show, kicking off your sports week after this. Bring home comfort at 
huge savings during Bostic Sug Furniture's President's Day Power Event. Now at Bostic Sug, amp up your space that makes a powerful statement with hundreds of power sofas, sectionals, and recliners in stock. Experience the power of better sleep on a Serta Arctic mattress with 48 months special financing with no minimum purchase. And with any Arctic purchase, get two free pillows now at Bostic Sug Furniture. There's no better time to drive away with a quality pre-owned car, truck, or SUV from Greenville Auto World. Greenville Auto World is your authorized rough country dealer. We specialize in lift and leveling kits along with custom wheel packages. Whether you're looking for ground clearance or enhancing the appearance of your vehicle, trust our team for your off-road experience. Greenville Auto World, 3840 South Charles Boulevard across from Hardy's at Bell's Fork or online at greenvilleautoworld.net. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of a freshly opened, fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Papa John's just took their fresh, never-frozen dough and hand-stretched it New York style. So you can fold it or not. Hang on, I know. I fold it. Get a New York style pizza from Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans. The new Papa John's New York style pizza is an MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at PapaJohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, the official pizza of the ECU Pirates. This is ECU assistant football coach Roy Tesh, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday as we continue on talking high school basketball. Several teams have advanced to the fourth round and are one win away from a berth in the regional finals. One of those teams, the Kinston Vikings. Perry Tindall is their fine coach, and Kinston takes on Burlington Cummings. Cummings is 22-0 and on the season. Kinston 22-2. and That's coming up tomorrow night at Kinston. Coach Tindall joins us. Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations on an outstanding year. Thanks, Brad. When, when you look at, at this matchup with, with Cummings, I mean, obviously we don't see anything 
about Burlington Cummings all year because there's so much to the west of us. But obviously, and Burlington sometimes plays in the west, I think, some of their schools. But, but you know, being so far away, how much tape do you have on them? What are you expecting? Yeah, we've been able to to get some game film on them and, 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 and get our eyes on what they're doing and then talk with uh, – you know, some of the teams that have seen them in the last uh, week and a half. And they're a very, very balanced team. They've got two solid bigs that are uh, football linemen, but that are very skilled as well uh, on the basketball court. So, you know, you've got you've to be uh, on your stuff with, with dealing with some of their post presence. And then they step out and shoot it too. And then they've got some, some really solid guard play as well. they got a freshman that's really good. Uh, long, lanky, and then uh, just some other guard play that's uh, that's solid. So just a good balanced team that uh, clearly has had a lot of success. They haven't lost a game, and we're going to have to we're going to have to um, you know we're going to play you know really good game uh, to give ourselves a chance. Is there added pressure when you coach at Kinston because of just the the history of Kinston basketball? I mean, it, it's such a rich history, and so many players that have advanced. To, you know, my favorite all time is was Jerry Stackhouse because I, when I, he was when he was there, I was young. He he came to us when we were at the ACC tournament one year, and, and the year that he won the MVP, the uh, semifinals, he came up and did a little bit with us for TV. And I saw him this past year at Vanderbilt when East Carolina was playing Vandy in the baseball. Ball regionals, uh, but but you just just all the the great players through the years that have played there, the NBA players. You know, how much pressure is it on you? Well, you know, I think it's it's more sometimes for the kids. You know, like there's just this expectation, and it's it's unfair. You know, I think everybody just expects you know you to to be somewhere, expects you to win. You know every time you step on the court. And so for the kids, that can, you know, they hear the stuff. But, you know, that comes with it, too. It comes with the territory. You know, Kempton, what the what the players have created here over, over, like you said, just as for as long as we, you know, we go back and even before when Jerry was here, you had just some greats. You know, that, that's what's, that's, that's what's uh, so awesome about our, our program is that it, it, it does add some, some high expectations, but it, it's been created by the players, and it's something that when you come and play here, you know that you're going to have a big turn on your back. Regardless of whatever is going on with, with our team, you're going to have an even bigger target on success just because it, it says Kenton. Jeremy Dixon, one of six uh, players to start every game since his freshman year. So talk about him a little bit, and then run us down the other five. I was trying to run them down myself, and I'm going to leave somebody out. But but first of all, who are the other five? Well, I think you're saying who played uh, all four years from start to finish in high school. Okay. Um, so not not start, but played uh, varsity basketball as as a freshman. And so Jeremy falls into that category. Um, that's uh, honestly, Brian. I don't even. Those are things that I haven't even really kept. <laughs> Brian, Brian Hanks uh, had told me about that on his show. Um, but you know, you go back and you think about uh, Reggie and Brandon, um, and you know, um, just a lot of those players that were, were big. And, and really, Jimmy Sanchez was another one because you know we just. You know, we needed those guys right out of the gate yeah. as freshmen. And, you know, those are, you know, things that you, you aren't sure what, how it's going to play out. But, but Jeremy was a, is a kid that, uh, came and, and, and 
got on board with us right out of the gate, skilled, and it's been a, a great addition uh, for us for four years. And I know he's very important to your ball club. Well, what has to happen right for you guys to, to advance to the regional finals? Uh, tomorrow we've got to – we're going to have to be really, really on our defensive assignments. We can't – you know, we cannot uh, – you know, gamble in moments that we, you know, we, we, we aren't supposed to. We've got to, uh, you know, contain the ball. Um, and we're going to have to be really solid on the inside. We got to, uh, we got to guard their bigs and we're going to have to, to rebound and not, and really eliminate their second chance opportunities with those big boys inside. Um, so really just defensively be on your assignments. Uh, we got to push the pace. We want to get going and, and, uh, Hopefully, hopefully we, uh, you know, we, we live to, to play, uh, to play on, on Saturday. And that was my next question. Have you heard anything from the North Carolina High School Athletic Association about where you would play? I, I just talked to Larry Williford. He said he was expecting an email. I hadn't gotten it. I sent an email today. Haven't heard anything back from anybody. Uh, I'm just wondering if it's, is it going to be the higher seat or they're going to try to put you in a neutral site? I, I've heard, I heard, uh, some, Discussions about some high, some high schools uh, have been contacted um, about possibly hosting, but nothing nothing definite. We haven't received anything definite, but I've heard that there are some high schools uh, who've been contacted about hosting uh, those regional summits. Oh, I know you guys haven't talked about it, but if you guys can win and if Farmville Central wins, it'll be a battle of one and two in the 2A East bracket. You guys lost to Farmville Central 61-45 earlier this year. Do your players, do you think that's in the, at least in the back of their mind that, hey, we want to get through this one uh, to get another shot at Farmville Central? Well, I, you know, I don't, I, I hope not. I hope that, you know, I think we, that, that got us. Uh, earlier in the season, the game before we played them, I think uh, our guys had kind of started looking to the Martin Luther King weekend matchup, and uh, you know you just can't do that. You can't you, you? There's no guarantees in this. I've said a lot of times, you know, it's not like the NBA where it's one night anything can happen, and you've got to be locked in in the moment. You can't be looking ahead. You can't be thinking about. I'm not sure Larry would say the same thing. You know, he's got a St. Paul team ahead of him and uh really we've got to control the things we can control and right now the only thing that is ahead of us is, is coming and we've got to make sure we're ready for that. And if you have a team that's undefeated like that this late in the year, because uh, a lot of teams play a lot of different teams, you know, Farmville Central going to the John Wall, you guys trying to play Farmville Central, trying to make, you know, those games are the games that make you better as a team. And so Cummings comes to town 22-0. and They're used to winning, and I don't think it matters to them that they're playing on the road, does it? No, I don't think so. I think it is a little bit unfamiliar for them because they've been at home. Um and so, you know, that's a trip, you know, but at the end of the day, players are going to have fun. They're not going to, they're not going to look for, for some excuse, but I mean, you know, we, of course, we love the fact that we're at home. Um, but, you know, coming to, you know, you get to this point and, and you, you, you don't, you don't, you don't even think about those things that then, you know, you're going to go out there and you're just going to play basketball. It doesn't matter where you're at. Wins for Kenson over West Bladen, Washington, and South Granville so far in the playoffs. Your toughest test was with Washington, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, we um, had Coach Allen Watt did a you know good job. He's got a very young team, and um, 
we we were you know kind of jumped on them and they 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 battled back and so yeah good test really going into the South Granville game and honestly in some ways you could you could say Cummings is a little bit more of a just a seasoned uh, version of 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 Washington with some bigger size on the inside. Um, but just some guys who are a little bit, a little bit older, uh, been around a little bit, other than the freshmen. They have. Perry Tindall, the coach at the Kinston High School, the Kinston Vikings, taking on Cummings in their fourth round matchup coming up tomorrow night. Coach, thanks so much for your time. We certainly appreciate it. Best of luck to those Kinston Vikings, and uh, I'm really selfishly looking forward to a Kinston Farmville Central matchup in the regional finals. But both teams have to take care of business first. So best of luck against Cummings coming up. Hey, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Perry Tindall, the head coach of the Kinston Vikings. We'll take a final time out, then we'll wrap up this edition of the Brian Bailey Show for you coming up right after this. Safety comes first at Greenville Utilities. Did you know that by itself, natural gas is completely odorless? As a safety precaution, a chemical is added to the gas that gives it a distinctive and unpleasant odor. This allows you to detect the slightest amount of natural gas, both indoors and outdoors. If you smell a strong odor of natural gas in or near your home, you should immediately call Greenville Utilities. GUC maintains staff around the clock in order to provide immediate response to emergencies such as natural gas leaks. You can count on GUC to keep safety job number one. It's bow time. (coughs) Ever taste something so good you just get hooked? Like the Bow Jangler, the only fish sandwich splashed with Bow's famous seasoning. So we're having a fish fry, Bojangle style. Spicing up premium fish fillets with the good stuff and slathering them with melty cheese and tangy tartar sauce to hook your taste buds with just one bite. Reel in a Bojangler today only at Bojangles. It's bow time. If you suffer from allergies, asthma, or any other sinus problems, professional cleaning of your air ducts can help. Carolina Quality Air uses a sanitizer that kills mold in your ductwork and over a 100 other viruses, including the coronavirus. And if you get your house ductwork cleaned now, you'll receive a free dryer vent cleaning valued at $150. Carolina Quality Air, family owned and operated right here in Winterville, and the first certified duct cleaning company in eastern North Carolina. Visit them online today at Carolina Quality Air. Hey Greenville, Bagelman here with some exciting news. We are now open for dinner. This is the first time ever for dinner in our 33 years. Our entire menu is available plus some new sandwiches like the roast beef cheddar, the Italian sub, and the meatball parm. You can also get french fries and home fries as a side for any of your sandwiches. Order online for pickup or delivery and don't forget about our great catering. We're available seven days a week. We can deliver or you can pick it up. Bagelman here. University PC Care has been the Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. They thank you for your continued support and trust during these trying times. Many services can be done remotely and free pickup and deliveries available. As a Dell business partner and Apple authorized service provider, you can count on University PC Care for all your personal and business tech support needs. To make a remote appointment or to bring in your device for service at their Greenville or New Bern locations, call 558-1280 or go online at universitypccare.com. 
I'm Sam Jones, and for more than three generations, my folks have kept the fires burning for Eastern North Carolina whole hog barbecue. At Sam Jones, you'll find our smokehouse pumping out wood-fired meats cooked fresh every single day. There are no freezers at our place. Everything, and we mean everything, is made fresh daily, including our sides, sweets, and sauces. Stop in and see us, and I bet you'll be able to taste our passion in just one bite. At Sam Jones Barbecue, you'll find plenty of smoke, but no mirrors. Hey, everybody, this is David Glenn, and you're listening to my favorite station in eastern North Carolina, Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show as we wrap up this edition of The Brian Bailey Show. Two big high school basketball games in the fourth round coming up tomorrow night. Farmville Central's Jaguars there at, at home coming up tomorrow night, taking on St. Paul's. Kenston also will be at home, and they're taking on undefeated Burlington Cummings. We do not know the schedule for Saturday. Saturday is the date for the regional finals, but we'll await and hear from the North Carolina High School Athletic Association probably uh, probably on Wednesday now. They'll probably get through the fourth round and then go from there. So we will have uh, some of that information for you later on this week with our Clip Rock. We'll check in with him and uh, and do that. All right, I want to thank all of our guests today. We had a busy, busy show. Robert Duck, the fine girls coach at South Central High School. Also want to thank Rob Maloney at D.A.'s Conley. Back to South Central, we went for Chris Cherry, Larry Williford, the head coach of Farmville Central. And Perry Tindall, the head coach of the Kinston Vikings. If Kinston wins, Marvel Central wins, they will play in that regional finale, and that will certainly draw a crowd. We'll see you back here next week on The Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Boston Sub Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, The Gavigan Agency, Pepsi, Seared Chop House. Tap Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio, 